This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome everybody to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I'm Dale Luganville. Thank you very much for joining me. My guest today is a crappie fisherman. Um, can't really quite call him a guide. He takes people out, but he's not really an official guide. But he is very active on social media i follow along with him on uh, facebook and he's uh, he's active enough that he has gotten the attention of a couple television shows local television shows and uh so he's going to be on those and you can catch him there we talk about that um so i just i I saw his star kind of rising so i reached out to him and got him on the podcast uh he came on out to the studio here great dude had a fun time talking to him and uh, it, it was pretty interesting. So here's a spring crappie episode for, for everybody out there. And I hope it inspires you guys to not only get out, but um, if you're interested in, in kind of being, you know, I know cliche in the industry or whatever, but we've all dreamed of being on a fishing show, right? Well, here you go. This guy's a pretty much a, a regular dude and uh, found himself on, on a couple fishing shows. So it can really happen to anybody, but you gotta you gotta do the work. You gotta know what you're doing, and you gotta put your stuff out there. You gotta put yourself out there. And my guest did that very same thing. This is Goose Gutsman, right here on the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. <laughs> Here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Goose Gutsman, I think you said yep, Goose I was waiting for you to say it so I could say it the right way. Yeah, Goose Gutsman. 
Some people call it Gootsman, Gotsman. I mean, I've heard it every way. Um, but yeah, well, my last name is Luganville, so I get all sorts of crazy pronunciations, and it's really not that hard if you look yeah. at it. I, I mean, again, when you look at it, you're like, people have never seen those letters and that. Oh, I figured it out right away, Luganville. Yeah, I mean, if you're hooked on phonics, you'll get it, right? It's yeah. just Lug and Bill. But some yeah. people, they just they hit that name and print, and they're like, their brain just locks up. Yep. <laughs> like, Everybody say Gootsman. Instead of guts, like, you know. Well, I can see that just because it's, you yeah. got the goose in front of it, and then it's almost like Goose Gootsman or Goose Gutsman. And I wasn't sure which one it yeah. was, but then when you said it, I was like, oh, sweet. He said it first, so I don't have to butcher it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is Goose your actual name, no, or is that a nickname? John, but that. John, okay. Nobody even knows my real name sure. anymore. Well, they so do funny. now. To dozens of people now know your real name. <laughs> 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 it's a. Uh, so uh, there's a, a goose hunter I know, David Goose, and Goose is his last name, and he's yep. a champion goose caller. And then uh, who's another person? Uh, oh, Christine Fisher. I, yep. She's a tournament kayak bass angler. And uh, I was like, that Fisher last name, like that seems pretty appropriate. So I was like, for somebody like you, you have the name Goose, so I wasn't that could very well be your first name, but then I would more expect you to be a goose hunter, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or your name would be like Crappie Carl or something. Because <laughs> you're out there just slaying crappie crappies. Guru. <laughs> yeah, the crappie guru. Captain Crappie. Um, but, yeah, so I, I invited you on the show, Goose, because uh, I've been watching you for, I don't know, probably a couple years now on social yeah. media and uh, just thought you were another – fellow angler and didn't know much about you just would see you pop up from time to time but then all next thing you know you're on this tv program and that tv program I'm like what is going on with this guy i gotta get this guy on the show so that's why you're sitting here i appreciate you coming down you're welcome and then sitting in so kind of tell us the ride like did you grow i assume you grew up fishing yeah since i was a kid you know um just nothing fancy go out with my grand grandpa my father just they like the pan fish well, my dad was actually a good walleye fisherman but per se took the kids pan fishing all the time because it was five of us it was a i can imagine what that would be like but well i yeah my dad <laughs> it's hard i don't know how kids. my dad took all of us fishing we had a little 14 foot like alumacraft you know bench seat just tiny little yeah. thing with a nine nine on it yeah, we had all old Shell Lake aluminum boat or a fiberglass boat. Oh God! Just all four of us in that boat at the same time. Yeah. I don't. He must have just. I don't know how we ever caught fish. I assume all he did was untangle lines. Because when I take kids yeah, fishing, that's non-stop. all I do is untangle lines. Just that's that's all you do. Yeah, you don't plan on fishing. <laughs> There's you're... no fishing. Yep. There's no actual fishing for you. It is just line management. That's what it is. Yep. Take fish off the hook, bait, and untangle. Yep. Dad, I got a problem. Oh, man. How did that even happen? <laughs> There's some so, amazing. Yeah, pretty simple. I just grew up, like I said, my grandma, grandpa, and my dad. And, and my other grandpa on my Bartle side, he he was a Abbott Spearman. And it's funny that I never really took that up or nothing, but I was always kind of boring to me. I haven't done that myself yet. Somehow I'm kind of surprised. Like, I've gone my whole life in Minnesota here and, and have not plopped down in a spear shack yet. I don't, I've I don't done know it with friends. I sat in there, but I've never really went out and did it and bought a house or, yeah. you know, set up for them. It but looks like fun to me. I just, I don't know, I just haven't. It is cool when they do it. come in the excitement. Um, 
you're gonna hear a funny story but i went out with the old friend of mine we we're fishing on a backwater in the mississippi and we just got done spearing a nice one and i was there with my brother and him and we're in this little spear house and my turn to spear and i'm sitting there looking down the hole and here comes a nice eater about four or five pounds i'm getting ready i'm lowering the spear down nice and slow he's coming in my buddy hits me on the knee with his hand and says don't miss <laughs> i dropped the spear i shot up in the air I could have killed him. <laughs> oh, my brother was laughing so hard. And when he ran out of the house, because he knew uh, I was mad. <laughs> but, yeah, I missed. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. It's I can see how it would be pretty intense. You know, it's like a mixture of hunting and oh, fishing. Oh, you're just combined. in tune. They're yeah. coming in. And then he did that, slapped me on the knee as hard as he could. And I jumped and dropped the spear. And It's like scaring a cat. Yeah. There's nothing more fun than scaring a cat when he's, like, concentrating on something. Well, I don't know. I might get it. I got a lot of friends that do it a lot. Yeah. They it'd love be, it. It'd be fun. I got a buddy that does it from time to time, and I just haven't got around it. I don't know. I just haven't got around doing it. For, I mean, now it's almost it's almost impossible now. I'm just so busy in, in yeah, the winter. Yeah, like the, me, I love pan fishing so much more, to speak, you know. And I actually even did a little walleye fishing this year. Oh, yeah? Did yeah. you go up to Rainy? Yeah, I went up to Red. Oh, Red, okay. Oh, ice fishing? Yeah. The first time I've done that in a long time. Yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't been to Red in like 20-some years. Well, you got me beat. I It's been, I don't know, last time I went to Red, maybe five years. I don't know. But I don't get into that too much. I Just yeah. for the crowds, for one, is enough to keep me out of there. I'm just not a was, crowds it guy. It's kind of weird. We got away from the crowd, though, as I met up with uh, Dana um carlson oh, and, okay. and um nicole and we couldn't find them at first because they were talking about some road and there's so many roads i was like how the heck do i find them you know and finally she came out and met us on the main road and we followed her and i'm looking on my gps and i'm going oh my buddy grant was there i go look at this this spot i marked on my gps we're not far from it let's go try it and i like to find any kind of structure sure. i can well, Even though I like showed no lake. structure, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it was the contour line. Right, yeah. And I seen this spot, and I marked it while we were sitting in his fish house before we met up with Dana and Nicole. And, oh, my God, we get out there, and I, I give him a hug, said hi, and I'm like, I got to go. They're looking at me like, what do you mean you got to go? I go, I see my spot. And away I went, you know. And I don't know. Just It panned out good. We just we hammered them. Well, that's one of the weird things from what I understand about I'm no Red Lake pro but the guys that i talk to they're like it's it's all about just getting away from people yep getting away from people st fish before the the masses get there and fish after the masses leave. yep uh, it's like the structure on that lake is is the fishing pressure like they they just you got to move with the fishing pressure and, and that's what was kind of uh really awkward about it there was nobody that close to where that mm -hmm. spot i marked there happened to be a fish house there about maybe 40 yards but they were leaving just as I was getting there. Perfect. So I was like, oh, you can't ask for a better scenario. Yeah, that that works good for that lake for sure. Did you catch any crappies up there? Or just No, ones? and I wish, you know, we kind of wanted to do that. But um, without a live scope, it's kind of like throwing a dart, your eyes closed. And Ain't it? So do you have live scope? I'm going to get one coming up. <sighs> I need one so bad. I need to mow some extra lawns. I'll just wait for Hummingbird to come out there. Yeah, they've been. T I've been hearing some uh, some rumors. Yeah, I just watched it yesterday. Uh, I was looking at some YouTube stuff on it, and I'm kind of excited. Uh, they got some pretty good technology coming into it. 
Is it going to be equal or better than what it's Garmin's supposed to be got better? On? Really, more definition. Yep, kind of a thing. They got some kind of I forget the name of the company it starts with an E Echo something, and they're kind of involved with uh, submarines. Okay. So they showed some videos of some of their technology, like how you can almost see the lines in your hands. Oh my you... god! <laughs> it's gonna you know I it's funny how anytime a new technology comes out like that, like um was Panoptics was kind of the first, right? Yep. And you, you're like, oh, this is like cheating. I can see that there's stuff over there. But you can't really see what it is. And then LiveScope comes out. has a little bit more definition. You can start to make out like fish shapes. But it's still kind of, it's not, you know, it ain't like a cartoon fish over yeah. there. It's like yeah. You got an idea what they Yeah, are. yeah. And they're like, I don't know how it could get any better. Well, I know it's the nature of technology. It's going to get better. There's going to be some day where you're going to be able to count dorsal yeah. fin spines on these fish you know yeah you see his eyelashes though yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean that's i mean what yeah. else is next right like it's you're gonna it's just gonna continue to get better you'll be able to see the ball in the tummy and tell if it's a female or male yeah right, <laughs> right. yeah it's gonna be pretty but i just figured amazing. to get in with the times not so much summer fishing don't get me wrong i'm gonna put it on my trolling motor and play around with it and have some fun when it finally comes out but winter Getting at my age, it sucks drilling holes all the time. Oh, yeah. And drilling hundreds of them. But don't get me wrong, you still drill a lot with the live scope because you're chasing you gotta them. you got to stay on them, yeah. But at least you know you got fish there. And sometimes it's hard to stay. If they're really moving, it's hard to stay on them. That's, oh, that's a yeah. two, three, four-person endeavor. We've gave up a few times, like, all right, they're just going. They yeah, I mean, I've heard that on, like, Clearwater. You know, you'll, yeah. you'll get out there with panoptics and live scope, whatever, and you'll find, oh, there they are over there. And it's like by the time you drill and you start dropping down, they're already 50 yards over that way. So now you're just trying to guess where they're going to be, yep. try to get ahead of them. And even there's no gear. You know, sometimes they just take a left it, turn it, because – It's hard to convince my buddy Max. <laughs> I love him to death if, if he listens. This, and uh, he always wants to keep going, and and he's got that drive in him. Uh, I said, maybe we should hunker down. They were in this area for – reason you know let's hunker down and let them come to us for see what happens we got nothing to lose we can't catch them right yeah so he kind of gave me that funny look like <laughs> he don't want to do it though i get it That's love him to death though yeah, he'd be not, hardcore but i'm not a, I'm, I'm more on his side like i even even if i know that my best strategy is to sit still i'm terrible at that like just sitting there, like waiting for fish to come yep, to me. My I'm big like, buddy Tony, oh, Anthony, God, I can't do it. He, uh, he is sometimes the smart one. He hunkers down, and he ends up getting more fish than everybody that's chasing hard. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I always look at him and like, really. There's a time and place for it, and I just, I'm, I just don't have, just don't have it. And he's not afraid <laughs> to go chasing, but sometimes right. he, he's he says, I'm just hunkering down when to stay still yeah that's for me it's live scope will come in for winter time for sure um, yeah i mean that's just like i've seen it in action too much from other people I'm like oh my god that is just well, it's so like nice. a lot of people don't do this either and i don't understand why you already got your boat out and you're fishing in the fall go find your spots for that early ice and, mm -hmm. and you can walk out or you know even when you get to almost where you can drive Go find them good weeds, um, you know, quick drops close to the good weeds. And you know, they don't always change that much. I did that, you know, because in this Minnesota made outdoors panfish tournament league that I'm in, yep. 
So late fall, I took my boat out on some of the lakes and did, you know, I dropped some waypoints over schools that I found. And we didn't fish that till, like, uh, the one was Cross Lake in Pine City. Yep. You know, that was the last event. That was February 28th. And those fish were still on those pins. Every crazy? every school I marked in the late fall, there was a school on those pins. Yep. And I found other schools, too, you know, just scouting and pre-fishing, ice fishing, what, whatnot. But it's like... They don't really necessarily move, especially basin fish like that. Like that's kind of their home, you know. Yep. Summer, winter, spring, fall. They, they there's almost always some fish that are going to be right there, even when the majority of them are spawning. It seems like there's always some that are. Yep. Still over that deep water, which isn't where I like to fish for them, but. Yep. That's where they're you at. Gotta, that's where yeah, yeah, be where they're at. Yeah, that live scope is going to come in just. I mean, the top five team. We, so we don't use live scope during the events, yep. but we can still use them, obviously use them for scouting. I mean, you, breaking down a lake, yeah, so much more efficient with that. Like you said, drilling well, you, 100 You holes. already know from fishing most of your life kind of where you're going to go start. Right. So you already looked at your lake chip and said, oh, this spot looks good. If you stretch if you never fished a lake. Right, reading the contour lines. Yeah, read the contour, just look at it, go, all right, this, I want to try these spots here, and I'll pin them. My buddy Pete used to give me shit all the time, my mentor. Why do you got all these marks? When I gave him my locator, uh, and I, when I bumped up to an eight, you know, mm-hmm. I said, well, I mark a lot of spots so I don't forget. And he goes, well, you didn't catch no fish there. I go, well, I might have fish, but I, I'm, that's where I'm going to start. Right. The starting point yep. doesn't necessarily mean and i can only there. delete them pete it only takes two seconds i tell him <laughs> i go go ahead and delete them all if you want i told him he goes geez you got a lot of waypoints he goes that's good though that's all information right yeah that's what i told him i said maybe you should go fish them <laughs> he, he just there's a weird smiled. idea <laughs> there's a weird I idea said, you might catch a few fish might be a reason there's a waypoint there because i just you know i'm like most guys that are good fishermen and you just kind of look at a lake and you kind of know where you want to start. Right. Yeah, Especially, you know, spring, you want to find the flats, you know, in the shallow water, warmest water, mud, weeds. You know, summer, deep weeds. Fall, off of the weeds, sometimes you get them. I haven't really do that good on the weeds. Some guys say it's good. I've never really Probably did good. Probably depends on the weeds. Are they alive? Are they dead? What kind of weeds are they? You know, and I try you know? to find the good weeds, and I work them over, and nothing, nothing. And so then I just go out deep, and then I find them. And You, you know, know, every and every lake is different, right? I mean, it just seems like every lake has its own personality where those fish like to be, and it can be wildly different, and it can be lake right next to each other. Of course, I never really check super late, like, you know, just before the ice comes on. So this year I'm going to make a a note to just just go do it try mm-hmm. it because you never stop learning right oh no oh for sure not and i know if you like you said how i are they there you know late ice or you know first ice so i'm just gonna mark them spots and then work them over and see what happens yeah for on that never you're always learning i mean and, and you know i didn't have the my greatest tournament season this winter but i did it was pretty good for learning because yep. I learned a lot what not to do or what sh- I should have, you know, in hindsight in talking with other anglers and what worked out and how the day panned out. It's like what I should have done, you know. And a lot of times there it, there were things that I was thinking of in the back of my mind. I just didn't do it. Yep. So it's like, you know, I zigged when I should have zagged, that kind of stuff. It's like, well, all that goes into the toolbox, yep. you know, for the next time I, I find myself in that kind of situation. It's like, all right, well, last time it was like this. 
the fish did this so let's go check that you know so it, yeah there's there's tons of learning to be done for sure As like i used to fish once tournaments once in a while my mentor pd and we we're up fishing a big sandy tournament and um we just went over and fished mini Oaha, you know and we had a pattern down it was just on fire um a lot of people think i'm crazy when i tell them this but i catch a lot of walleyes um, basically just running a short lindy rig through the cabbage with the short leader and a, a, a weedless hook and i only run about foot leaders almost like jigging basically mm-hmm. i don't know about weight but i buy these slinky sinkers that are like a, in a bag yep and they just go through that weed so nice and i would pinch the top of them up though so they thin down a little bit more and then i put a tiny bead then when i swivel won't go through it you know and man you just kind of rip it through there and you wouldn't believe the walleyes you get in the cabbage. Well, I would believe it because I remember I remember hearing about weed walleyes, especially cabbage. And then uh, shortly after, like the, the first like Aquaviews came out, I rented one from the bait shop up on Mille Lacs. Yep. And we were out fishing and it was slow, and uh, so we just wanted to play around with the camera. So we basically just drifted, you know, and had the camera down there, and and we went through this big cabbage patch. You know, we're up by Garrison's on the north end. Yep. And there's walleyes everywhere. I mean, this this cabbage patch was shit stacked with walleyes, and I couldn't get any of them. Once we knew that, I went back and tried fishing. I'm like, how do you fish for these things? Yep. Like, everything I throw gets covered in weeds. You know, I tried um, just using like a jerk bait right at the weed tops. Nothing yep. came up. I had like a weedless jig, and I put a you know yep. a twister tail on it, and whatever, and I fished. I don't think we had actual bait, but. Um, tried that didn't get any bites you know but they're in there i mean there was yep. i couldn't believe it i was like what the heck you, you know you had to use jumbo leeches that was the key too the biggest ones you could okay. find because it would almost cover that whole hook gap and then you know you got that little wire brush there sure, kind yep. of the guard you know mm-hmm. and that it was kind of afraid i i would fan mine all a little bit more and it was amazing how that technique i did a lot for a lot of years people thought it was like Say what? Yeah, but, it's not the stereotypical walleye technique, right? Yeah, you know, sand, rocks. Well, people work the whatever. edges. You know, I'd go yeah. right through. Yeah, the whole right thing. in thing. Yep. I had another guy that he's big into that and fishing like metrary stuff, and and that was you know he didn't want to tell me at first his little secret until I kind of let him know like, dude, I don't even fish for walleyes. Whatever you tell me. Yeah. And I ain't stealing your stuff, but and he was like, you got to go in the weeds. Like middle of summer, everybody's like, oh, they're super deep. And he's like. If you got good weed growth in that lake, he's like, your bigger walleyes, they're in the jungle. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. I did a little more research on it after I started being really successful at it. And one of the things I learned was most of our lakes are getting stocked heavily. Oh, yeah. So them walleyes, they're getting stocked right away. They go to the weeds, so they don't get ate by every predator <laughs> in Right. So they learn that their safety zone, too. Yeah. Well, and they're, yeah, and they're not. They, they don't have a home base per se like say they're being stocked they're being yeah. dumped in there they didn't hatch out in that lake so it's yeah. not like they're going back to a an area you know they're not hardwired to yep. migrate or go back to you know wherever home base was like i said they're just getting dumped in so that makes a lot of sense that they're just going to run for cover yep but there's food there's food in those weeds too that's that's the other thing you know that's Everything else is in those weeds. So they don't get eaten either. Yep. All the minnows and there's bugs in there. Yeah, well, they'll eat them little sunnies and. Oh yeah, they will. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> they will. So how did how did you get onto like 
are crappies your favorite fish to target? Yeah, that's you know, mostly what I see you catch. It's kind of crazy because growing up for years, I always loved it. I was a, I was a short fisherman. I didn't have a boat for a lot of years and uh, fished with friends and whatnot. But I every spring I was out covering the miles, short of pounding for crappies and and uh, I don't know. Just I fished with my brother when he turned pro. Oh, I want to say that was back in uh, you know, two thousand or whatever and. He did it for the PWT back then. And so I was always walleye for the longest time, but my heart always was for crappies. Mm-hmm. And then uh, kind of like when my grandson got born 13 years ago, I kind of made it a, my own mission to get better at it. I wouldn't say I was bad. I wasn't great, but I was, you know, better mm-hmm. than average. And I decided just... I'm going to learn every way you can catch them and the easiest way to catch them. So I, I would just go all, a lot of time by myself and just practice stuff. If it worked, it worked. If it didn't, I'm like, okay, that didn't work. Well, let's try this. And, you know, whatever way I figured a kid or could catch it easiest. Sure. So that was kind of my mission. And then I started, started liking it more and more, you know. It just kind of snowballed. and I don't know. Then I'd start just fishing crappies mainly and i forgot about walleye northern bass and you're not alone there's i know a lot of people that are that way what do you what do you think it is about that fish like why i why just does think that that, i like the way fish... they look um i think they're so awesome looking but then i like how sometimes they can be hard to catch um not even kidding you a lot of people say walleye's hard yes walleye's are hard too but crappies can be just as hard especially in the summer a lot of guys i know struggle Finding them in the summer seems to be yeah, the hard part. They're in just really, isolated spots. Yeah, really like you go around the lake and you look at spots where you just caught them, and you'll and you'll see fifty, sixty spots that look just like that, but they're not there. It's it's weird. That's where you need that. That's why I'm kind of excited to get the live scope out <laughs> yeah, yeah. and figure out more and more why they relate these spots at that particular time. And it probably depends too. I know even midsummer, but this is way far up north. Like I'll. Just like the walleyes, I'll find my crappies right in the cabbage. Yep. Mid Middle of summer, you think, oh, these things are going to be roaming around in schools out in the basin. Maybe some of them are, but where I was finding them was they hiding right in the, the cabbage. Yep. And probably my favorite way to catch them. Like I'll just throw on a little jig, a little like uh, just a minnow style plastic, soft yep. plastic on the back, and I'll whip that thing out there and just reel it back in, you know, kind of. I'm not even real it really is more like lift my rod tip up and kind of let's like pendulum it through the weeds and man when those crappies just come up they hit it like a pike dude they come yeah flying out of that cabbage dude. and all and a lot of times you don't even feel the hit you just you're watching your lure and then it just disappears when you set the hook you're like yep. oh, that is so much fun like sight fishing in the winter kind of yeah yep. i mean it's a little but you're you know you're looking out you need a good pair of polarized glasses yeah but it's uh Gotta have a lot of fun doing yeah, that. Yeah, this year I stepped up my game on that. I went and bought six pair of every <laughs> scenario. Oh, different shades? Yep. Right on. Because I hate when I can't see in the weeds or right. depending on what lake I'm on. and So I'm going to keep all of them in my boat. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, it's not a relatively new brand, Relevant. Yeah, um, I uh, did a nice little, some guy was asking about it on uh, Crappie Fishing Fools, and I had seen Jay Johnson posted about them so i took it i saved the picture mm-hmm. then i i went and uh got on their site and liked it and following them now and 
so I, I ordered so I I ordered a pair. It was last week. I think I ordered them on a Thursday. Got them on Saturday. Wow. Like it was super fast. I couldn't believe it. And then so putting them on, I don't mean for this to be a, a relevant commercial, but yep. put them on and it's like there's the clarity on these lenses are ridiculous. Like it, it almost took my eyes a little bit to get used to get it. Get used to it because yep. it was like I'm used to, you know, when you put sunglasses on you almost kind of have to try not i don't know there's some effort you know you got to look through you're looking through but this lens is so clear and they use that i don't know what else to call it but they use like it says it's the chameleon technology or whatever their term is for it but basically it's like anybody that has glasses and you get those transition lenses where you go out in the sun and then they darken up and then when you're inside that it goes away that's basically what that chameleon lens does so you know, I got like the green kind of mirror ones. Yep. They're supposed to bring out the browns and that for sight fishing. So I'm a I'm a bass guy in the summer, and uh, so I I threw those glasses on, and in the house, this, they're not that dark. I can see just fine. And it's like as soon as you go outside and they start to darken up. It's my big frustration with polarized glasses. You know, if I'm starting early in the morning, they're almost all too dark. Yep. They're too dark to have sunglasses on, but I still want the polarized. Aspects of it to see down into the water. Yep. Well, now with these relevance, I can. I'm going to be able to do that. I'm pretty much in love with them already, and I just yeah, got I, them. Uh, um, like I said, I gave him a good shout out because uh, I had seen it and I said, oh, "Them look pretty nice." And I did a little research on mm-hmm. it, and, and then the um, what the heck was his name now? And well, anyhow, he he was the Adam? one. That, what's that? Adam. Yeah, Adam. Yep. He um like. Get, almost like give me a thumb up. He put the heart on the yeah. thing as I did it for him. I don't even know the guy, you know, right. but I just trying to help a Jay out, you know. And, sure. And hopefully, maybe somebody will buy him. Or and crappie fishing fool is a pretty big site. They got a lot of members, so I figured that's a good spot for them to, you know, I'll get a plug in for them. Sure. Anyway. They're blowing up. I mean, for they signed on as a sponsor for Minnesota made like right at the end of the season. Yeah. And that's what made me go. I'm like, never heard of them. Let's, let me look in. As soon as I started looking, I'm like, these things look awesome. Yeah, I think I'm going to invest in a pair though coming up. Um, I just bought them six though. I mean, strike King. I really like them. They're <laughs> yeah. the price. They're yeah. good, they're good glasses. You know? Well, and one of my problems is I'm terrible. I'm super hard on my equipment and oh, I yeah. lose it a lot. So, you know, bringing myself to spend that kind of money on, well, you'll take better care of because you'll never lose them. That's right. I mean, and I, I broke down and bought a pair of Oakleys one one year, um, and I treated them. They, they last me a long time, you know, because they were so expensive. You know, I yep. took, you know, when you buy a nine ninety nine pair of gas station polarized glasses, they're basically disposable, and you treat them as such. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I got on lake last year, taking my buddy up to a, a lake. We just pounded a big slab crappies and uh the first time I ever fished the lake, we went up there with buddies, stayed at this resort, and they were putting the pressure on me to find a fish, and I'm like, oh, geez, no pressure, you know. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> if we, we don't catch anything, we don't eat, you know. Right. So, no, long story short, uh, so I go back up there a couple weekends later with a friend, and I had my brand new glasses on, didn't put them on my face yet. Oh, no. Didn't even go 50 yards. I'm like, great, and I didn't bring no spares with. Well, I did. I bought the floating frames for these. Yeah. when you go on their website, you can kind of pick what you want, and I definitely opted for the floating frames. Yeah, I'm going to – if I buy a pair, <laughs> it's going to be because 
You know, they're not cheap, but you pay for what you get. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, right away. But I they're not like, over expensive either, though. I don't think so as far as, like, upper scale. Yeah. You know, anybody that's used to buying Oakleys or Costas or whatever, they, yeah. these are on par with all that. Yep. You know, so. Yeah, I did, I did a little research on them, and I'm definitely going to buy a pair. Yeah, I'm pretty. They're light. They look great. Um, I'm, I'm jacked up just to go out and use them. To be yeah. honest, like I can't. That's I'm gonna, a pro staffer, no? Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> I mean, you know, we'll see. Anything gonna happen? Get a discount, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, that's like everybody with pro staff. They think you're a pro, you know? Yeah. But you really well. The pro and pro staff means promotional, promotional staff. Yeah, yeah most I, people think. It's I always like, kind of oh, laugh pro. when no. people see that title with you. Oh, you're a pro. Well, no, no, maybe a pro bullshitter. Pro but. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you get paid to bullshit. Yeah, which technically I get paid to bullshit. Yeah. I have a, I have a, a podcast. Dream so. job, right there. <laughs> Although I don't get paid, so let's see how yeah. that works. Um, you love what you do, right? 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 So it's and that's why I explained to him. You got to have passion for a particular product that you pro staff for. Oh, for sure. And that, yeah, I wouldn't just. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't just promote somebody that i don't have a personal yeah you know i've had i've had a, a couple different companies reach out before and it's like hey you know you want a pro stuff for i'm like i've never used your stuff you know and not, not that i'm looking for handouts but i'm like yeah. send me some stuff and i'll try it out or give me a discount i'll buy i mean like i'm not yeah. afraid to buy it you know especially if it's somebody i know like if you had your own lure company and you just or you just you're getting started I'm not going to ask for free stuff, right? If you're my friend, I want to help you. Yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm going to buy it from you. Yep. Like, I don't, that's a huge problem in this industry. And probably in every industry, really, if you think about it. But friends always want a discount. Yep. Why do you want a discount? Are you supporting your buddy? Pay full price for it. Like, yep. why do you want a discount? If he, she well, gives you a discount, yep. that's on them. But don't ask for a discount. Yep. You know, because chances are, Hell, when I I bought a shit ton of hats, you yep. know, invested a bunch of money in hats, I was going to sell them, and I did sell a few of them, but I ended up giving them away. Yeah. Just because it's like. I think, you know, I was uh, doing different plastic companies, and uh, all my buddies, I just give them to them whenever they wanted them. It's, but I didn't get them free, though. That's mm-hmm. what I told them. I, said, I don't right. get them free, you know. You know, be nice all the time, but. Right. <laughs> It never happened that way. No, I mean you get a good discount, and it's fair. Yeah, for sure. Anytime you I mean, can save a buck or two, you know that's important. And if it's something you're using anyways, yeah, then that's like um, it's a, it goes by like we were talking before we started recording about you know certain like pro staff stuff. It's like, well, what's in it for me? You know, it's like it's not. It needs to be mutually beneficial. Like yep. I, I'm, yeah, I'll go out of my way to tag your company in a post and yep. this that and the other thing. What am? How is it helping me? Like I need. There needs to be two things. Like there was a cooler company I was going to work with once, yep. and they're like, "Yeah, well, you know." And there's really good discounts. And then I was like, "All right, that'd be kind of cool." And then as I thought about, it, I'm like, "Well, once I buy a cooler that I wasn't really planning on buying anyways, and they're expensive coolers." Yep. It's one and done, and now I I need to promote you for the rest of my life, pretty much. And I got one little discount on one product. Yep. Well, that doesn't really work for me. Like, what what good is that? That doesn't really do yeah, me. You're, like you're getting you're getting a way better deal out of this. You know. Yeah. I'm getting a one time discount. Yeah. And you're and I promote you're you every single get day. Years of plugs. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, that's I'm gonna go ahead and pass on that deal. 
<laughs> that's like what um, ACC, you know, Andy Lehman is a stand-up guy. Um, he takes care of me and takes care of the pro staff and, and people in general, puts events on, helps the kids. and. That was a slick segue, Goose. That was really that was a really good segue. So what is ACC? <laughs> uh, Andy Crappie Company. <laughs> Andy Crappie Company. Yep. Crappie sticks. So they're rods. Yep. Crappie rods. Yeah, they're uh, they're a real quality, um, my opinion. And then he came out the ice line last year and this year. But we're working on a couple more rods, me and him. Uh, just have bigger eyes so they don't freeze up. Okay, sure. Where are they based gun. out of? What's that? Where are they based out of? Uh, he's out of Mount Vernon, Illinois. Okay. Well, they get a little bit of ice fishing down that way. Yeah, they don't get it very often, though. It's, on a cold year, they will, but mm-hmm. overall, they pretty much, you might say, it's slim. Right. Yeah, if they get it, it's brief. Yep. Brief. brief. Hell, people got the ice fish in Texas this year. Yeah. Did you see I, that? Kevin Rogers posted <laughs> a picture. Uh, it, uh, it was pretty cool. Throwing two inches of ice. It's like, oh, my God, they must be freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple buddies down there. Um, Dane Myers, the one that started crappie fishing pools, um, he wants to come up and ice fish with me. I told him, my door is open anytime you want. It's hard to get them southern boys to step on that <laughs> yeah. ice, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think you would love it, though. I, I guarantee you they would all love it. I don't yep. know why. You know what I love about uh, a lot of these guys yeah. from the South? They have this, I like, wouldn't be cruel to them, though. I'll I'll try to. Uh, I don't have an ice house because I'm a running gunner, but I will, you know, I'll I'll put them in a black hole ice shack with the heater, you know, and I'll tell because uh, I post that for black hole ice shack, and they're they're nice setup. They're pretty cool looking. Yeah, they're, uh, for me, though, you know, and I get to use one, and I, I'm very fortunate, you know. But uh, it's more for if somebody needs it when I sure. go out fishing. Right. Well, yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm an out. I wear my ice house. You know, I have really. Jason, he's a good guy. And um, like I told him, I said, uh, I get a little bit older. I'll probably you, uh, be able to plug it more better for you. But I go, they're an awesome product. I go, um, for the average fisherman, they like that. They can set mm-hmm. it up in a couple minutes, you know, and take it down in a couple minutes. And yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, it's an interesting concept, right? It's almost like, it's like a wheelhouse, but it's a pull-over yeah, like portable Yeah, like your house. Dave Gens, you know. Yeah. The ice, you know, back when I remember the first time trap. I bought one of them, that was the cat's meow. It was, a, you know, I saved my money up to buy one. Right. I was so excited, and then I went to the store, and they only had one left. And it was the floor model one. I said, I'll take it. And I bought it right then and there, and I loved it. Yeah, those things are great. And I'll say this: back in the day, like you, you almost had to have them. I mean, the 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 winter clothing back then was not like you had to buy snowmobile stuff. Yeah. To get good. Yeah. Now winter ice fishing. Now, like I said, I wear my yeah. I wear my ice house. I you know, I got a clam suit, and it's that thing. One of our events was on West Rush this year. It was 25 below zero actual temperature when we hit the lake, and it was windy. So I have no idea what the wind chill factor was, but it was cold brutal and i that we just i brought my i have a frable one man recon yep. had that thing for a zillion years and i never use it mostly it just carries my stuff yep um but i'm like mm, i might want that today just more so because of the wind than anything else yep i fished all day with almost without it the last hour i used it just because the the spot we ended in was kind of a i didn't have to move 
I was on a school and they weren't going anywhere. And I just, yeah. I mean, I had fish on my backside the whole time. So it was, it was perfect. I had, I think the next couple of years, I'm going to get out of my dinosaur stuff. Yeah. I got the Break old river Zed from Mills Flea Farm. Oh, there you go. It, it, you know, all the bibs and the jacket. Yeah. But, yeah. It, you know, I wear, I layer up good. Yeah. Well, but course, it's yeah. heavy, though. Do the same, too. I mean, that behind you, there's a Kender's Hole Hopper hoodie. Those things, I recommend that for anybody that's, I mean, yeah. it's a perfect name for it because, man, is that, that thing is so heavy, it cuts the, you don't wear that in the house. You yeah. will sweat your balls off. But when you're out and about. Like but it's that, not like heavy bulk-wise, right? No, no. Yeah. It's, just, it's just it's just Like my old river, that, way, that thing weighs 100 pounds, you know, and then I've got the bibs, and now you throw on your boots, and you're dragging your sled and auger, and, of course, now I went to a drill, and I oh, got yeah, smart in the right. old age. That took, that took over. Yeah, I remember oh. the first time seeing one of the the when the I was out on Walker Lake up in Ottertail. Yeah. And the first time I saw a K drill. And they were just in I think they were just doing R and D on it. Or it yeah. might have been this maybe the second year after they came out, but the guy that I talked to, he's like, Yeah, you know, he works for him, he's field staff and he's like, But basically they give me this and said, Go break it and I'm like, Well, you should give me one because 'cause I'm hard on stuff. But that thing was I'd never seen a drill auger before. Yeah, I was like, that thing is slick, dude. I need one of those. And it wasn't until many years later when I finally broke down and got one. And now, just like we're talking about technology, they just keep getting better and better and better. You know? Yeah, I burnt my drill up this year. I burnt. I've burnt up a Dewalt, and I've burnt up a Milwaukee. So, yep. if they anybody, say, you want guys want to get in a red free, yellow so. fight? I don't care because yeah. I've, I've burnt both of them up. So, yep. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> like, how do you do that? You drill holes. A lot of holes. holes. <laughs> We were up on Catatoga, my when mine went. You know, we were yeah. going through thirty some inches of ice. Oof. Yeah, that is still that's that's one I like the, the cordless, you know pistol bits or what are you droggers as uh, Patrick Patches yep. Olson calls them. Like it they're great, but man, when you start getting into, you know, over two and a half feet of ice, they're a little limited in their capacity. At least, at least the K drill is because it just—it's a chipper blade, so there's a lot more resistance. Yep. I like them. They cut through ice really good. They're great for opening old holes, but they burn up batteries like crazy. Um, my buddy Joel has, I think, the Light Flight Striker Light Flight, yep. and that thing is like butter through ice. See, that's what I gotta figure out, and I—I I just went with it because I was friends with some of the guys from Eskimo and. Uh, I kind of watched the videos, you know, and they're all pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I kind of went with the the pistol bit just because I was friends with a couple of guys. That's cool. Yeah. And I don't think none of them were bad, really. Right. You know? No, I don't think any of them were bad. I, I, I just, just, I just did because I like Shannon and uh, I always forget the other guy's name. It's a weird name, but <laughs> if, I, if I had to say it even after he told me, I'd still struggle. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I met him at the ice show. And yeah, no Eskimos, good stuff. I got enough. I got the two hub houses I have are, and it opens Eskimos. up old holes fine, you know. And but I just like that shaving blade. I don't know. Yep. Some guys like the aggressive K drill. You know, and and the, yep. Then a lot of my friends like the the light flight. You know. I think I think they all have a time and place. And I haven't tried a razor yet, but I heard good things about them too. Yeah, I it's uh. I haven't specifically used one yet, I don't think. My buddy John Ellenworth, he approached that Norman, I think. Um uh who else? Um I don't know. Well anyhow, they they promote them pretty hard. Okay. 
I'll have to just go ice fishing someday and yeah, see how it Yeah, so check them out. They're, uh, Razor's a sponsor of Minnesota May, too. They jumped on this year, which is really cool. Um, just depending on where you're where you place that day you might walk away with a, a new razor oh yeah i mean <laughs> I they need look to get nice one. i mean yeah for you sure you're gonna lose them because they're orange like my strike master i laid on the ice i might like, where to go yeah. yeah don't make a white one that would be a bad idea that's why i bought that for backup case my drill burns up and lo and behold i didn't think i was gonna have to worry about when i went up to Togama, left my strike master behind and that and then we ran my buddy's ion out of battery, and we were running and gunning. Boy, you're trying to run and gun with an ion. I mean, that's yeah. Those things are heavy and slow. Oh, I kind of told him. I did. <laughs> ions are great. You know what yeah. irons are great for? Wheelhouses. Yep. You're not drilling a million holes. Um, and them guys you normally get them in a don't. Up there, they you don't. Get them real nice. Friends that I was fishing with, they just typically go in this one particular area and they just sit down with the bobber and relax and mm -hmm. yeah i i think ions are perfect for that yep that particular um what's the why can't application there's the word i'm like why am i struggling to find that word for that application ions are great but for like a tournament yeah or even a guy like you know you're drilling way too many holes yep um, in fact we had so uh christina and ashley the a woman's team that joined Minnesota made this year and they had their eye on and Ashley was the first time I met her we're out on the ice and we were pre-fishing and um she was like I was like oh uh, ion yeah you'll be getting rid of that by the end of the season she's <laughs> like no way I love my ion I'm like we'll see yeah <laughs> and it wasn't long before she's like she was like oh, you're right <laughs> she's like I was so mad that you yeah. were right I'm like I just I'm just telling you like you you need to drill a bunch of holes quick the ions that that's not the machine for it i'm actually going to invest in a six inch uh auger just for when i'm looking yeah so we have like i don't even really use my k drill much because it's an eight and i i really got it for when i was doing some guide work up on mille Lacs in the winter it's like i want to i don't want a six inch hole like i'm catching big northerns or, or wallies yep. that that northern there on the yep. wall came you know out of yep. off of mille Lacs out of a eight inch hole and i was like thank god because i had the six and then i upgraded to the eight and I don't think I would have got that fish up if it would have been a six. I mean, maybe yeah. I would have, but it would have been a lot harder. Tight, was, I had a hard enough time getting his head up the eight-inch hole, much less a six. But for what we're doing now in Minnesota Made and punching all those holes, that eight-inch just chews up batteries so much faster because it's more surface area, yeah. right? So now it's like I need to – I don't want to get rid of the K-drill. I love it for what I use it for yep. if I'm walleye fishing or doing some melts or opening old holes, especially in wheelhouses, whatever. But I need to get a different one for – tournament you know yeah. like a five five or a six inch something because yep. that's don't what need. i want to do just when i'm on the run and i know i'm just chasing basically crappies and something mm -hmm. um if i'm going to set up and i'm once i find them i'll i like to use my eight in case i get a northern or a bass you know? sure what's nice about the smaller holes though too is if you're if uh crappie comes off right you know you get them up the hole and the hook comes out they can't spin around they can, you can re still reach down. As far as the tournament setting goes, that's huge. Like, yeah. The only downfall is if you actually get lucky and hook into a true giant, like a 14-incher, you're going to just getting that thing up a 5-inch hole might be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. But how often does that happen? You know? Yep. I'll I'll cross that bridge when I when I get to it. Yep. Have to hold the line off to one side and drill a second hole, whatever I got to do. At that <laughs> point in time. Well, yeah, we'll worry about that when time comes. It yeah. hasn't been a problem yet, so I'm not going to worry about it too much. But, uh, 
snowing right now. Oh, yeah, it was snowing. I thought we were done with winter, but apparently not. Like a blizzard almost. I know. Made me start looking at my ice fishing rods again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I put them away. I I was more, I don't know, the older I get, the less I like ice fishing. How much, uh, I'm totally opposite there, but how fun is it coming into the season that we're doing now, that spring season, right? Like coming up to crappie spawn. I mean, we're, well, we're a month from any sort of crappie spawn, but. When they start getting the color of that laptop, when they're just yeah, black. It's pretty. Oh, nice is that. Yep. Like, I, uh, I get excited, actually. Um, I've been chomping at a bit, but I'm going to work an extra hours to kind of, you know, buy some extra things for my boat. They mm-hmm. much need it. And and then usually I've already been on the ice or on the water by now, but uh, I figured one week ain't going to kill me. <laughs> They're starting to, in the Twin Cities, they're starting to move Might drive the my shallows. wife nuts, but they, <laughs> yeah. it should be like, people get fishing. To, no. People are catching them from shore, so they're, they're oh, starting I, to move in. The, the funny thing is I ordered three brand-new ACC crappie sticks. They were supposed to be here on Friday, and I was going to hop in a boat with Nick and Tony on Sunday. No poles. Oh, no, no. They're yet. still in transit. They don't know. I think they put them on the wrong truck and sent Uh-oh. them to Florida or something. That's not good. Yeah, I'm like, really? And I got... Three new reels coming. What do you like to use for reels for your panfish? Uh, I just, well, I've just first time, I mean, I've been using a little bit of everything. I use like Tryon and and uh, Shakespeare or Ava Garcia or whatever. And then uh, I tried to lose Wally Marshalls. They're pretty pretty good for, you know. For the value? Yeah, you know, I think it was 30 bucks. Yeah. And I used them in the winter and I was really impressed they didn't gum up or nothing outside and that cold i was like wow i'm for i've had poles that were real way more expensive it don't work very good in the cold right and i was like okay i'll keep that in mind but then i always kind of wanted to try them uh fisca fun so i ordered three of the viper x okay well i like the i like for one i want to kind of match them up with the rods sure well yeah you want them to look pretty <laughs> but pretty <laughs> yeah. and then when, so that way when ron share gets in a boat with me on the third or fourth you know have a nice looking setup. There you go. You got that's that's on the books. That's scheduled yep. up. Yep. For, for which show? That's uh. Well, we don't. I don't know exactly. It could be on all three or whatever. Um, Kelly was telling me Kelly McDonald, and she said it could be on Due North or Back Roads or Minnesota, Minnesota Bound. Bound. Cool. That's 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 pretty cool. So what do you this getting noticed by these uh bigger social names media? And, yeah, you know, putting it out there. Yeah, that's what I try telling these kids. You you're never gonna get noticed if you don't put yourself out there. You share your passion, right? Well, and you don't have really you don't really have like an official guide service. You know, you're telling me like you take people off from time to time, but it's yeah. more like you know friends. And that's or something I want to get into down the road. Sure. you know, closer to retirement. Right now, I just like um, Christa, Christina Lemke. She kind of was wants to jump into it and she's a good fisherman and i really watch her a lot and follow her and she kind of asked me about what to do and or asked people in general and everybody had kind of the same advice just do it a little bit at first and mm-hmm. see how you like it yeah because you might not like it right i got buddies that been guiding for 20 30 years i don't know if they really love it or if they hate it you know i don't really ask them <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're still we, doing we it. just have a beer together and talk fishing <laughs> mm-hmm. you know well, if they like to talk fishing, they probably still like guiding. Yeah. I mean, I, if they, they wouldn't be doing it that long if they didn't like it. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm just getting into it. You know, it's it's real hit or miss. Um, but it's I love it. You know, when I can take people out, like you know, like we talked, I've already I've caught fish. Like I don't need to catch fish. Yeah, I love watching other people catch fish, especially if you catch them as first. So like even you know when I'm guiding goose hunts, same thing. Some kid comes out, or even an adult. Some yeah. some adult shoots his first ever snow goose or whatever. It's like that is. Like it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Just like that—that that was awesome. I'm glad I could be a part of that. You know, it's like well, I'm excited this spring right away. My buddy Scott Olson got this gal from the start the uh, Wheelhouse Warriors. Cat, uh, the other name, and I forget her last name. No, and I apologize for that. But uh, anyhow, he wanted to take her out fishing with me, so mm-hmm. I felt that was kind of an honor. Oh, awesome! And he, I said, yeah. He goes. You want to put us on fish? I go, oh, yeah, I will. I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> and I always call them when I – I make sure I got them dialed in. Sure. You know, I don't like people to come in my boat. And I don't get me wrong, I have took this one kid out last year, and he he wanted to learn about fishing. So I said, well, here's the deal. I was going to go fish lakes I never fished. And you're going to learn – I could take it to where I know where the fish are at right now, and we'll pound them. But do you want to learn how I go about finding on a lake where I never right. fished? Yep. Yeah, he said, I'd rather do that. And I said, That's, let's do it. Perfect. I go, you're okay with that? And I go, it's your money. Yeah, we might not catch as many. Yeah, but, oh, he had a blast. That's awesome. He goes, I've never fished three lakes in my life in a row like that. And after about an hour or so, you know, we're just catching smalls and smalls on each lake. And then we hit three lakes, and then we end up going back to the fourth lake where I knew where I could get them. Sure. Little, little some anchor fish yeah fish so we, we did good on the fort lake but <laughs> every lake we caught fish it sure. was just, just the size wasn't the size wasn't there yeah but that i mean he learned a valuable skill though like learning how to break down yeah body just, water he would i just let him look at the locator and what i do is um once i figure out kind of what the pattern is i'll that's why i love hummingbird is because i can set my shallow highlights say i found them in 22 foot of water I set that red at 22, and I set my green from uh, 23 to 25. So I got that little buffer zone, and I can stay back if I want to cast. But it just you just all of a sudden you start looking at the lake. And yeah, you go, that really, it really breaks down that lake. I do the same thing. Yeah. And uh, even on my Navionics app on my phone, which isn't always super accurate, yep. but I love being able to color code it. You know, yeah, um, it just it when stuff you figure sticks out, out what, to you. what depth they're in, you're like, okay, they're in that transition from orange to pink, or however you have your color yep. palette set up. But it's like now you look at the whole lake and you've made it so much smaller because now you're not yeah. looking at these vast expanses of different yep, colors or whatever. Like, nope, out. I just need to know that strip of orange that's that's all I'm looking at right now. Yep, and that's huge, and that helps you break down a lake. Like bro, bro, Rosendale, Brian. He broke it down. I like how he did it. it was really cool. With, um, I do that too, but just in my boat though. Right. And he'll drive around with his track vehicle, which is cool. And he'll get on a bar, and he'll just follow that whole bar, and then go back and hit the the high percentage spots. And he already knows where it's at. He's looking right at it on his right. tracks. Yep. It's the same thing in a boat, you know, pretty much. Right. Yeah. That's. It- being able to narrow or eliminate water is huge. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, people ask me like, you know, how do you break down a lake or how do you, you know, new, new fishermen or whatever. And it's like, 
you're looking at too big of a picture. Yeah. Because you know, you're getting intimidated. You're looking at this big lake, and you're like, where do you start? Well, chop it down in little bits. Like, don't look at the whole lake. Look at this one little spot, this yep. one bay or whatever. If you find them there, pay attention to where you found them. Now, just repeat that. Yep. Around the lake. And if you can color code it, that's just going to make it oh, yeah, so much easier. And me, I catch myself almost looking at it too much sometimes, though, too. I'll be like, we'll be getting them, and I'll be on. Oh man, that looks good over there. And like my brother Bubba used to always tell me, "Don't leave the fish. Don't leave fish to find <laughs> fish." Yeah, yeah. He always said, "Stay on the fish." Yeah, we struggle. We struggle with that too because it. The only time we'll leave fish to find fish is if we're not confident in the size. Yeah, you know, we're like, okay, I know there's fish here, but we're just really not getting the size that we want. So let's. Well, that's kind of what me. I, I want to get a few trophies for some pictures, you know, and then, and then. I don't keep them unless you fall. You have to. It's kind of that's the only thing I don't like about um, if you're people. catching them deep. Yeah, it's it's sad. You don't go out there, and this is one of the things I've seen people do, and I get really frustrated. Is they'll sit there and try to get a, a trophy or bigger than say the 15 they just caught. Well, come on, you you know you just get your 10 and leave. You can't sit there and call and throw them back. Yeah, if you're if you're pulling them out of deep water, yeah, you're killing just leave, every one of those get your fish. limit goal. Um, they basically just call it harvesting, what it is. Right. Yeah. I mean that, you know, it's fair to the fish and the, the fishery and. Right. You know, I've seen it though, and I, I kind of lecture them, but they just look at me and. What's your opinion on the new Minnesota state that what they got the, those uh lakes they reduced the limits for panfish, you on board for that? What's that now? Down, they reduced the limits to five bluegills and five you know, crappies I'm, on a bunch of those lakes. I think, you know, I'm kind of up on the, I like that in the roundabout way, but I wish they more would have leaned towards size. You know, um, say, like they do with walleyes on a lot of lakes. You know, you catch uh, everything up to 17 inches and you only have one over 26 mm-hmm. or whatever. I think with like crappies and sunnies, they, you know, just my opinion, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinion. Maybe just still have the limits the same, but just get the size in there where if it's over 12 or 13, let it go. But you can keep your 10, maybe one over for a trophy. Right. I agree. I, I, I kind of, I'm the same way. You know, so I know depending on the lakes, you know, some lakes can get stunted, you know, if there's if there's not enough being taken yeah, out. Yes, so you need to keep them um, out of there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm more inclined to do selective harvest you know yep. for me an 11 inch crappie is like perfect eater yep like that's I mean, my favorite is actually like nine and a half ten yeah you get like 10 11 awesome anything over that might as well go back and then for bluegills yep. to me like an eight and a half you know is a perfect eating size fish and you yep. get a eight nine eight and a half. let that nine go you know and one thing i will say for people is like you know we can sit here and we can debate and we can argue we can get mad at dnr set this limit or that limit and we can debate how it should be done better you don't have to wait for the state or the dnr to tell you yeah a better way of managing fish you can choose to do it yourself i mean bass anglers did it in the 80s i was guilty of it when i was younger um i kept fish i shouldn't have kept Mm -hmm. and then i didn't really think about it at the time but as i got older a lot of people do i started thinking more about the kids you know and start thinking god well that was selfish of me you know what i mean but i didn't you're young, younger, and you just, and you're thinking about meat more than anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and success, 
you know, depending on where you are in your your growth as an angler or a sportsman or a conservationist, whatever, it's like there's these different mile markers. You know, it's you get a little bit of experience, a little bit of success, and then you how you measure that success? Well, by a big bucket of fish, you yeah. know, or by bigger fish, or you know. And then you get on the back end of it where you've caught big fish and you've caught piles of fish, and then you start thinking, well, I don't need to, you know. Yeah. I don't need piles of fish. And I know? hear it from people, too, and I kind of took it to heart, you know. And would say, you got to keep quit keeping them fish, you know. Well, and, for me, it's it's selfish. Like, I'm thinking, it, I'm thinking of selective harvest selfishly because I want to catch bigger ones, more bigger yep. ones not you know so to do that you got to let some of these fish go they ain't gonna know? grow up they don't get the chance yeah I, and once they reach that you know and i've heard some people argue like every 12 inch crappie started out as a seven inch crappie yeah, yeah that's true but there's more seven inchers in any watershed yeah. than there are 12 once I, they I make, it, once they make it to 12 they've kind of earned in my in my opinion they've earned the right yeah because like me and you like the nine tens eleven you know what mm-hmm. i mean well, people are like, while well, you're eating them, how are they going to get to be 14, 15, 16 if you're eating? Well, you could argue that one until you're blue in the face. Right. Or or people that get, you know, I've heard some people say they, they think. Or they're at even, the end of their life. They think panfish should be shut down during the spawn or whatever. It's like, listen, that, that argument, you know, here in the upper Midwest, like Wisconsin, Minnesota, are some of the only lakes in the in the country that even have open and closed seasons on freshwater fish. Like most it's just catch and release, or not even catch and release. It's just open. Like yep. in, West, in uh, South Dakota, or the Dakotas, like Going everything is just open all the time. Um, now I do get like we have a tradition of the opener here, and I think that's yeah that's fine and good. But when it comes to like catching or, or fishing for spawning fish. Well, two points. One, going back to the other thing, you don't need someone to tell you not to do it. If you personally don't like it and you don't think it's good for the fishery, then you then don't do it. Yep. You don't need someone to tell you you can't. Yep. It doesn't have to be a law. Just don't do it. The other thing is, is like, if I catch a fish in February, that fish isn't going to spawn. Like, I took, I mean, if I took it and kept it and cleaned yeah. it and ate it, right? That In February, that fish isn't spawning again. If it's actively on a bed and I catch it, it ain't spawning. And if I catch it in June, it ain't spawning. Right after it spawned, it ain't spawning again. Yep. Like, no matter when you take that fish out of a watershed, it's not spawning again. Yeah. So, it's, so it doesn't really matter where, when on the calendar you take it out. Yep. That particular fish is still never going to spawn again. Yep. Your impact on the the only the only real argument you have is that certain fish are more susceptible to being caught yeah. on a spawn. You know, they're, and that's yeah, where it they're comes right, into play. Catch them a little easier. Right. Yeah. And that's and then you but then. That's where the limits come into play. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, yep. but you can still only catch X amount. And, again, you don't need a law. You don't need somebody with a badge telling you not to keep stuff. Yep. If keep half your limit or don't keep any of them during yep. the spawn. Let them all go. I mean, yeah. that, you don't need somebody to tell That's you not to do it. That's what when they opened up bass for opener. Yeah. You, you still catch them. Let them go. Have some fun. Yeah, I was just in Wisconsin last weekend because it's catch and release yep. so year round over there. Go. That's why I got my new bass poles and I'm all jacked <laughs> up. Turning a new leaf in life, I guess. Attaboy. <laughs> Come to the dark side. Yep. <laughs> Blame my buddy Jonesy. He got me hooked, a.k.a. Kevin Van Jam Jr., I call him. 
it's fun, dude. I I yeah. I love while you look at all my bass rods laying up there against the wall. Oh, there. I'm putting new line on and getting ready for the season. So yep, I got mine stacked in the corner, uh, <laughs> getting ready to go to the camper, and uh, I'm excited to bring my newest one to go show my buddy Jonesy because he's the one that kind of got me hooked on it. And uh, sometimes I get frustrated because we'll go to a lake and he'll be in his boat and I'll be in my boat, and he's supposed to go find crappies with me. Next you know, I'm over there working and working. I look over, he ain't got no crappie pole out, and he's bass fishing. <laughs> I just well, I just shake my head, and, I, and then know, we meet up. I go, I thought you are supposed to go look for crappies. He goes, well, I just look too good for bass. And say, <laughs> Honestly, the opposite happens for me. Like, I'll be out bass fishing, and then I'll stumble upon, you know, because some of these crappies, they get aggressive enough. They'll, you'll either catch them on bass gear or they'll at least oh, chase them on bass gear. Oh, I get them on bass gear a lot. Yeah, well, Ned Riggs for sure. Mm-hmm. And then once I kind of stumble on a good crappie spot, it's like uh, put the bass rod down, reach in, grab out my ultralight, and start. I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I, I love catching panfish. My buddy was so mad we went up to this lake, and he was pre-fishing it for a league. So I cast it out, and... It, and the deep i said well i ain't getting nothing up shallow I said, i'm gonna cast out in the deep and it's bottom and i get a couple jig and i set the hook and i pull in about 11 half inch crappie he looks at me he goes i go hey go out there <laughs> so he turns his boat in that big fancy hummingbird you know we get out and we're over a monster school crappie nice so you know what we did just that got our limit that's awesome. That's he so started laughing. Fun. He goes, the only guy I know will catch a crappie on the Nedrick right away, and then next you know we're chasing crappies, he goes. <laughs> but he I was get, happy. Yeah, he asked my buddy Joel. I do, we I, just had a little delay in our bass fishing. Yeah, trip. I get distracted by panfish a lot when I'm bass fishing. But Same it was thing. worth it because we both got a nice little meal. And Yeah, like you can get, like even the, those big bluegills or pumpkin seeds for sure. Like a lot of times you don't catch them on your bass gear, but you can be throwing like a chatterbait or a even a jig or a, a spinnerbait or something and they'll just they'll follow it up and you see it down there it's like just a pie plate and you're like throw that down grab the ultralight pitch out there and they hit almost every single time and pound for pound man i don't know if there's anything that fights as good as the bluegill like oh yeah you know they'd give smallmouth bass a run for yeah, their you money. get one over 10 inches boy they fight <sighs> on, a, on the right on the right tackle you know on an ultralight yep oh, man yeah you catch one on a heavy flipping stick it's not gonna be much of a fight <laughs> yeah. but you get it on an ultralight and that thing take you for a ride you know yep i'm uh i'm excited over the crappies though oh, get, um, don't get me wrong i'm gonna this year like i said i always use my buddy's gear and i slowly start buying bass stuff but mm-hmm. this year i stepped it up quite a bit actually and but you know maybe someday i'll start doing a little bit bass tournaments just for fun you know what i mean yeah but find a get into a club I mean, it was a little, like, I love uh, my club, the Loon State Bassmasters. It's I just wish they, did, they don't do nothing for crappies in Minnesota. Zero. Not in the summertime. You know, Minnesota made, when they started, um, they they tried doing some summertime stuff, and it yeah. just, the interest just isn't there. Yeah, it's it's weird. Down south, it's huge. Crappies is, I mean, I'm missing my call, and I got to move down there, but. <laughs> well, we talked earlier, like, you got to get down there and try that spider rigging out. You know, I, I would rather just do it my style. Um, them guys do it way different than I would do it, and nothing against what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you already know the fish are there. Right. And they just use the big sinkers, and then they dip them, you know, so to speak. I would just back off, and I wouldn't even have to spook them and just pitch. I wondered, though, because I, 
it's interesting when you go to different places in the country and they all fish differently and you think like well why can't you just this is how we catch them back in minnesota why wouldn't this work and maybe it would i don't know but i always kind of default to well that technique developed because of a certain like they're using that technique because it works so like, well, you, who am i to question it and talking with my buddy keith is it it might not work though i think but then you don't know till you really try and he might have tried it you know what i mean right who knows? that's kind of my thing it's like I feel like whatever the popular technique is to catch any fish in any given part of the country, that that's it's probably a good place to start at the very least because yeah, it's it's almost like evolution, if you will. Like the reason everybody's doing that is because it works for that body of water, works for that region, you know. And maybe our techniques don't work as well. Well, down see, my there thinking is reason. though because I I kind of think I know what crappies like for the most part on. 90% of the crappies, in my opinion, like that drop mm-hmm. that turns them on. Not so much when you just go like this, you know what I mean? And, oh, right in front of them. Right. I like to think about it, and then all of a sudden, oh, and it's just if you get the right right bait on there with the right jig, the right get fall. the right drop. Yep. And the slower to drop sometimes, the better, and sometimes faster is better, depending on the day. Right. It's real aggressive. You know, maybe bump up to an eighth or sixteenth ounce, but I've I've seriously used one sixty fourth ounce jigs with the sickle hook, and put on like a Bobby Garland, and that falls so slow, painfully you just slow. See that tick in the line. <laughs> but sometimes, yeah, you gotta be a line watcher for sure when you're when you're running real light yeah. jigs like that. But I like doing the same thing. I real light jigs. You know, I have a tendency to probably go finesse too soon. You know, or a bigger, faster bait would work but i like i start small and i go up yeah because it's probably tell you what opposite they want, but that's what I, you know, I, I like to just experiment and see what one's triggering well, them you're just gonna have to go down to down south and bring our yankee techniques down there and see if they work yeah because like you know <laughs> and i don't disrespect them at all I, you know maybe they've tried it i don't know right and it didn't work but i always believe in Far you can get away from them fish, especially if you if you're in a clear lake. Well, I think a lot of times are. down there, their waters aren't clear. Depending on how far south you go, some those but waters. Kind of what I get from them telling me is, even a trolling motor sometimes will spook them, but they chase a lot of individual fish. Sure, you know. And isn't that kind of the thing with that spider rig? Is like they're not because I'm always like, dude, you have ten rods out there. You get into a school, you're screwed. And they're like, but they're not. They're catching one here and one there. And the yeah. reason they have 10 lines out is they want, they're covering every depth of the water column, and they yeah. got a different jig on every single one, different color and everything. You know, they're trying to throw as much at them as they humanly, that's humanly possible to get that one or two fish when they come across it. I got it. a friend with on Facebook, Tim Elrod, or whatever. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but he's a plumber from down south, and that dude put some big fish in the boat, boy. He, he spider rigs a lot. He just started using ACC crappie sticks, and he really likes them. Um, he just flips them. It's cool watching some of his videos. And those are pretty long rods, too, yeah, right? Yeah, he got them all the way up to 16. But Holy but, Moses, that's a cane pole. Yeah. <laughs> They're so light, though. It's are amazing. They? I've fished the 11-footer in a spring. I'll take you out and show you how I do it. But everybody that comes in a boat with me, they just kind of fall in love with it. They, They're so set on their 6-foots and 5-foots and their 7-foots. But once you get like an eight, nine, or ten, or eleven, it's 
Like, you're not really casting that thing, are you? Oh, are yeah. You just, oh, that's full on. Oh, I'll cast a country mile. Well, I bet you can. I mean, that's what I had. Um, I had a custom panfish rod made from Kishler's Customs. And because my frustration with ultralights is there, you go to a store to buy an ultralight, they're always like five foot, five and a half foot. I'm like, why are they so short? Like, the longer it is, the better I can cast a lighter lure. I get that fast action tip. And that's what's nice about ACC. All the rods, all the way up from five, six to. Uh, well, especially the seven six and the six six and the eight footer, there really isn't that much difference between the seven six and the eight. So why mm -hmm. not go with the eight? Sure. You know, and you get better hook set. And I don't know. I just I run the eleven. I can't even the ten. I don't even like anymore. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I love the eleven. God, I mean, are those one piece? Are they collapsible or? Yeah, two piece. Oh, it's a two yep. piece. I'm like, yep. where do you start? But I lay it in my boat. It fits in there nicely <laughs> sure, on the sure. side. You know? Yeah, that ain't gonna fit in a rod locker. No, <laughs> no. If you got a rod locker, not a you, chance. All the boys down south, I'll never forget. I was when I just went down to Tennessee last week, and out driving by a lot of boats through Missouri, and they got their rod holders and them big long poles on the side, and I just go by them, give them thumbs up. And one guy had an ACC crappie stick oh, on. Oh, nice. There, right. And I showed him my hat. When I was driving by, and he gave me the thumbs up. Pretty popular down, down yeah. south. Yeah, ACC. So yep. they're uh, working their way, working their way north. Yeah, that's why you know Andy kind of brought me on with the pro staff, and I don't know. I love it. I love working for him. I work hard for him. I promote it because I love him. Cool. That's well, and that'll come across, and people will believe it. You know. Oh yeah. You know, if you don't, it's hard to promote something you don't really care for you don't want uh, people use see yourself. through no people see through the bullshit yeah oh yeah that's you, why you i gotta be sell, genuine sell myself out that way yeah it ain't nah, gonna you, happen no nah, you gotta be genuine with it for sure you got spring crappies versus fall crappies do you like spring better fall really yeah why it's just fun you get on a school let's say 100 feet by five feet high and you just sit over top, hit spot lock, and waylay them. You can try any technique you want. And uh, I mean, I really like to use the li ripping wrap because mm -hmm. from Rapala. Oh my God, because it just seems like the, the bigger ones crush it. Oh, they'll eat those things there. Like uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I get a small one once in a while. Sure. Because pretty much, I don't, I don't want to catch a small one. That's the key, because I don't want to kill it. Because every fish I keep, I want to have to eat. Right, right. So I try to at least get one 10 inches, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's my goal. Um, and if I get a 15, I can't get sick to my stomach, and I do get them. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, I ain't going to waste, but. Right. No, I I get it. Same thing happened uh, to us when Clearwater Lake last year, uh, Joel and I were fortunate enough to win that one, and it was like, we keep those. They're they're rolling around in a bucket all day long. Like they're you can't release them right after weigh in. Like yeah. And and we had some pretty big crappies in our bag, and it's like putting a knife to those things. I shed a little bit of a tear, you know. I'm like, I hate this, but you know, it's the one time I would ever keep a fish that big. So it's like you have to keep that in mind. Like how many of these am I killing in any given year? Not many. Yeah. So kind well, of cut like, myself yeah, just a little do it bit in of slack. And I don't always get the big ones on there, so it's kind of nice when I, I get the good eaters. Sure. And it is nice to get a big one for a pitcher or two, you know, and we usually end up, you know, you get a handful of 14s, and and I don't like that either, but. Right. You know, we, a couple years ago, I we I can't pick and choose them out of the school. Yeah, right. 
we had an event out on Chisago and uh, the Kenders uh, K-Rips were working for a lot of people. Yeah. And again, like I said, I usually go finesse when I shouldn't, and that was a perfect example. I should have been using bigger baits because uh, the, they were getting bigger fish. But it was after the fact, once I cleaned my fish after the tournament, I'm like, well, now I know why these K-Rips are working because literally these crappies, were their stomachs were packed with these little like three-quarter inch, one-inch bluegills. Yeah. Like just that's what they were eating. They had keyed in on these big schools of these bluegill fry, you know, young of the year bluegill yeah, fries, and they were just not, destroying them. Dan, some of the biggest sunnies I ever catch in the fall, I catch on minnows. Oh, yeah. And I'll specifically go to, like, Vito's Bait. They they screen their minnows, some small, medium, and large. Yep. I'll go buy a scoop of the them little tiny ones mm-hmm. and oh, those, put them on a, a tungsten. Those big gills, they're a different creature. They're, yeah, yeah they, they become they I don't become keep a different them, thing. but it's fun for the pitchers. Yeah. You know? And a lot of times you'll you'll a lot of guys walleye guys will accidentally catch them trolling. Yeah, shad reps. I've caught one on Lake Vermilion in like I don't know whatever thirty some feet of water trolling shad reps. You well, know, did you watch that video gill. with me and Roger Cormier on Midwest Outdoor? Yeah, some of them sunnies we're catching on the slab wrap. Ugh. They were just crushing it. Yeah, I mean they 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 become predators at that point. That's I mean, what people understand. They're they, them, them big sunnies are. They ain't no joke. Yeah, that that's not. I mean, you can still catch one on a gob of worm if they're in yeah, the area, but they also sit. They also they don't hang out around docks anymore at that stage. You know, yep. they're basin fish. They, you know, they they become a different animal at, yep. at some at some stage. Yeah, them lakes out west, boy, they got some impressive sunnies. Um, I caught. I got some pretty nice ones out there this year, and. uh let a lot of the, you know anything over nine I let go. Oh yeah, just I don't. Uh, I've been trying to do that for a lot of years. Yeah, though. same. Yeah, that's. I just don't. For me personally, I don't see any reason to. I'm not starving. Like yeah. I don't see any reason to kill that fish. Yep. Just let it like go. Like Roger had a couple that were just beautiful on the shoot, and he's like, and I like when he said that. You know, I don't no reason to put a knife to this fish, and he let yeah. him go. Yeah, that's awesome. How's that been? What's that experience been when getting cameras put on you? Make you nervous? <laughs> oh, it was kind of like I don't know if you you, know, like you play hockey and you get on the ice and you're listening to the national anthem and you 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 got the the butterflies in your stomach. Yeah, and then you go out and the puck drops and you hit the first guy and then forget it's gone. all about it. As soon it. as I caught the first fish, forgot the cameras were rolling. The butterflies were gone. Oh, that's good. And I just tried to just fish, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool though. I mean that's. I, th- I think so many young kids, you know, growing up and and watching fishing shows. I mean, I know I did it, you know, growing up. It's like you oh, always I dream, did. like I someday, like oh, I have my own fishing show, you know. Yeah. And uh, and now, I don't really so much want my own fishing show, but to be on one would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that's gonna, like that me. Would be I'm awesome. Like, I I show my grandson, and he goes, he just looks at me. That's you, Grandpa. I just start laughing. <laughs> yeah. He goes, ah, you see, taught me that. You taught me that, you know. And I did. But get him to go out and want to do it. Right. Frustrating. Sure. You know, like, come on, boy. You've got all the knowledge in the world to take you out and let you be successful. But video games are kids nowadays. Got to fight. It's yeah, a struggle. It's, it, it is a struggle. you got to start them early. And, um, and then sometimes just not. It's still, it's I had every, him since he was two and a half years old yeah. fishing. It's just not, it's just not the same for some kids. Yeah. You know, and I, not, I, I think he might get the bug again. 
he's just going through that stage. But, God, it melts my heart because he's good, actually. He's sure. a really good fisherman. Yeah, well, there's there's a there's a couple bright spots out there in in, uh, in the youth of today. Uh, some people are really, I think they're getting a little bit of an insurgence um, by the youth, like getting attracted to the outdoors again. Yeah, and uh, I think it's coming a little bit. It's coming from honestly some like what we would think as older guys, uh, unlikely places like some of these. You know, like the Guggen Squad or some of these other, you know, even Mike Iconelli. You know, when yep. Mike I- when Iconelli came on the scene, you know, they, BASS, the older guys, they wanted to ban him, you know, because he was just too much. They yep. like, we don't like that hooper and holler, and that's not what we do. Well, you know, the fact is he appealed to a lot of young people, and he was an inner city kid. He appealed to a lot of inner city kids. He got a lot of inner city kids fishing, yep. you know, and don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, yep. like, we need all the help we can get. You know, keeping this. I actually bought two of his poles here not too long. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's. I respect him for that. You know, he yep. he was unabashedly he was himself. You know. Yeah, he was intense. Yeah, he celebrated, and he also yep. would throw a fit from time to time. It's like that's real emotion. Yeah. You know, this old stoic. Well, that's just the like my shoot with Roger, person. and I and I didn't even realize I did it till after the fact, and. I, when I get a nice crop, I always look at me and my buddy would say, Jumbo. And I, I couldn't believe they put it on camera, though, and I just kind of chuckled. <laughs> hey, man, if you stop getting excited about it. Only thing is, I didn't say another rare it. miss. Uh, that's one of my quotes that my buddies always tease me about another rare miss. Another rare miss. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of rare misses. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my nephew, we always give him, we always give him shit because he says, uh, Oh, I missed, I missed it, or I missed, you know, missed fish. It was always like, oh, I just missed him. He's like, how many of those missed fish are you going to, you know, catch? Or how example, many? Like, me and my buddy Sean Crochet were on this little lake, and we were waiting for my buddy Jimmy, Big JC. Well, he and I had a few beers the night before, so he was running late. So, <laughs> long story short, me and Sean were missing a lot of fish. And I kept saying a rare, another rare miss, and he was saying it too, and oh, we couldn't figure out what was going on. They were hitting so light, and we weren't giving them enough or whatever. It took about 20 minutes to get dialed in on what we needed to do. And after, It was about 10 minutes into it, Sean goes, you know, Goose, we can't call this a, another rare miss. We're going to have to start calling this a common miss. Common miss. <laughs> it's happening a little too much oh. to be rare. Well, well that was the thing. You know, we nephew. just switched uh, poles and went a little lighter. And, sure. And it figured it out. Well, well, as long as you can roll with the punches. But like come the, Jimmy rolling up with his referee pants on the dock waving. I'm here, guys. <laughs> I start laughing so hard. He's legit wearing referee pants. Oh, he wears them all the time. Oh, I love it, God, though. That's he, funny. Uh, I had that video out that I shot last year in the blizzard on opening weekend, and he had his referee pants on the black and white stripe. Uh, he wears them all the time. That's his <laughs> trademark. Well, everybody's got to have a thing. I love it, though. It just <laughs> makes me smile every time I see him wear it. That's pretty damn. So a good shout out to you, my buddy JC. <laughs> You're a good man. Yeah, start start your own line of fishing referee fishing pants. Yeah, well, it's funny because they were in, just down in Nashville here recently, and uh, my buddy Eric Anderson, his wife had on the referee pants out in front. Of, they were at Kid Rock Cafe. Oh, okay, cool. It was pretty cool. I had a picture of her, and I started smiling. Oh, she copied him. <laughs> I think Nicole's her name, yeah. I can't and, say I've ever seen oh, anybody so wearing cute, referee though. pants fishing, but 
I'll look. I'll keep an eye out. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll get out our snow shovels here. Oh, it stopped. Oh, it's back to being spring again. Yeah, for a few minutes. Yeah, we had sprinter today, winter and spring. Well, I knew we weren't out of the woods. I went. What was it? A week or so ago when it was eighty oh, degrees. Yeah, like, we were I was up like, north last year. Don't get used to this. Blizzard on May fourteenth, or it was. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get used to this. We're not out of the woods yet. <laughs> Crop. It's still just, April. We are pounding the big slab and big sunny. Then. Nah, I can't. I'm I'm getting uh, I'm getting pretty fired up for the spring season. I need to break out. Like I said, I've only been open water fishing once this year, and that that was bass fishing last Saturday. But I'm ready to. I'm ready to break out the ultralight and catch the fish. I know, I'm kind of kicking myself in the bucket. There's a lot of good little spots to hit on the way up north on Friday <laughs> that I can shore fish from, and I don't even have my poles. Like, this next year, I'm going to make sure I keep at least two of my my, uh, my five foot and five foot six. Got to have that travel pack. Yep. Just in case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so relax next, a lot of them backwaters. Your next uh, TV bout is with, um, well, we just mentioned it, it was uh, Shara, right? What's that? Ron Shara. That's yep. coming up. When are you doing that? Uh, May 3rd or 4th, May weather 3rd. permitting. Oh, wow. That's yep. going to be a crappie. That's around, well, I guess that is before the walleye season. That's poor yeah. opener. So I'm excited. Nervous? Oh, a big bit. time nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like my buddies say, just be yourself. Yeah. Just go, you're just going fishing. Yep. That's all I had to think about with, with Roger, you know. And, you know, he made it easy, though, because he's a fisherman. Sure. And he just said, just be yourself, too, yeah. you know. I got to assume Ron's going to be, you know, he's been doing this for Oh, it's funny decades. when he called me. It was so weird because I just got done talking to Roger Cormier about doing his show. And I pulled into the landing, and I was on my way to Brainerd to get some fishing stuff. And I just pulled in there, and I was just looking at the lake, just relaxing. And, then, and all of a sudden, I get a message on Facebook, and it was Ron saying, hey, give me a call. And he gave me his number. I just looked at it a couple times, and I'm like, is this really Wait, happening? <laughs> and I gave him a call, you know. Well, he said, when you get a chance. Yeah, yeah. So I said, well, should I call him right away? Or should I wait, like, <laughs> a couple minutes? Right. Or should I wait, like, 10 minutes? It's like dating. Or should I call right now? <laughs> so I didn't want to sound desperate, so I was like, well, I'll wait at least five minutes. So, well, actually, I waited about 10 almost, but it killed me. I wanted to call right away. Hell, call right away, whatever. He reached out to you. But, yeah, and then we just talked and kind of asked me about myself a little bit. And and he asked if I'd be interested if he wanted to do a show on me and follow me on social media a little bit. And I said, yeah, I guess. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not going to say no. Uh, that'd be stupid. Uh, <laughs> we were going to do it in the fall, but then the day we had it set because he's got real tight schedules. You know? I bet. So. It just it was blowing that day and snow, sleet, kind of rain, and I thought, well, we could do it, but we're not going to enjoy it. Right. Do it when we can enjoy it, you know. Right. Yeah. So we couldn't really get another date set up for the fall. So then Kelly McDonald said, "We'll just do it. Just postpone it this spring." Yeah. I said, "All right." All uh, winter long, you got to wait, wait for all winter. Thing. Just thinking about it. <laughs> Because growing up as a kid, I watched his shows my whole life. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Like, that would be oh, incredible. years. Yeah. Yeah. Three Ravens. Wow. That's a, what. That's one way to put it. He it? just did a nice show here not too long ago about that. Um, three decades of them. 
And then I, the one I just watched recently was the guy that sings the opera in New York City and then lives in a little small town in Minnesota and loves fox hunting. And then they had Gary Roach, who as a kid growing up was my idol. And then, of course, you know, the legend Dave Gens. Yeah. So you got that's some big companies right there. Yeah, for sure. The legend, big time. Dropping some big names. That's uh, that's a good way to put it. Also, that three. Someday I'm gonna fish with Dave. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, I haven't got a chance to meet him yet. Um, he was gonna come out to one of our hometown heroes events, um, with Minnesota Made, and then he wasn't able to do it. Um, but hopefully, I met him at the A show, and uh, this is genuine man. Um, heard nothing but good things about him. Yep. Yeah. Got a big heart. Yeah. Heard nothing but good things about him. That would be. That'd be pretty cool. The only, my only real brush with fame here, this hat here is signed by uh, Tackle Terry Tuma. Oh, okay. Uh, didn't even know about it. This was my father-in-law's hat I'd given him. And uh, he was down at Crobit's RV down in Lake Crystal, I think it's called. And the friends of the family own Crobit's. Yeah. And, and so uh, Terry went in there. He was selling his ice castle, and he's going to pick up a Yeti. And so unbeknownst to me they ran down there gave him the hat had him sign it and then my father-in-law gave it to me i was like oh it's pretty cool so i didn't actually meet terry but i have his i have a signature on a hat so <laughs> kind of i cool. took this gentleman out um has a good story because this guy a big bass not named patch and uh older gentleman and he came up here for vacation with his wife and one of his goals was to catch walleyes on mille Lacs and stuff and could have went fishing with me i could have put him on walleyes you know no big deal i could have did the whole trip for him yeah so we get out fishing and he is quite the character we're out there and we're on a spot and i had him dialed in and i was i wasn't even really fishing and i was just farting around and letting him catch them all and not netting it for him and he looks at me he goes you call yourself a guide and i looked at him i'm like say what <laughs> what the heck you call yourself a guide. I go, well, you're catching fish, aren't you, sir? One after another. He goes, well, yeah, I am. But I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I look down. I go, I go, so? I go, I'm not even fishing. I kind of am, you know. Right. He goes, well, I want to. Let's have a comp contest, you know. I was like, okay. Uh -huh. So I chuck it out there. Careful what you wish for. And they're putting it to him a little bit, and he looks at me. You know, with a long story, he just started laughing. He wanted to get me going. Right, right, right. He's winding so then me up. we get going, and I go, hey, you want to go catch some bass? I see you got a couple bass poles here in my boat. He gives me a look like, yeah, right. So I take him to the spot, and I hit the spot lock. The cast up there, guarantee you'll catch bass. On after another, after another. And then he he looked at me and goes, How you? I never figured you was a bass fisherman. I said, well, then long story short, we get done. He caught like 40-some bass, and I called my buddy on the phone when he was getting stuff put away, and I said, hey, he wanted to fish my lake. Sure. So I said, hey, you want to meet me at my camper quick? Let's take this gentleman out. He's dying of cancer. So we uh, set it up. He didn't know it. So I get him out there, and Jonesy shows up. I go, take Batch out fishing. So he gets him out fishing, and I'm cleaning the fish, the crop, you know, and Come back and he goes, boy, he goes, your buddy schooled me today, he says. But they had fun. Um, That's awesome. 
it was funny because right away he was, uh, one was using Wacky, one was using Ned's, and Jones said, well, this lake's a good Ned's lake, and and Pat goes, no, I'll do it with the Wacky, he's stubborn, but long story is that we didn't, I went beyond the call of duty, so right, to speak. Right, right. Yeah, that's awesome. And my buddy Jones, he stepped up for me. Sure. But, yeah, well, that's. And they, he smiled, and he caught, well, we didn't get the trophies like we normally get that day, but they got a couple that were four and a half. Nothing wrong with that. I'll you take know, four and a half. But yeah, it was uh every day. He's still doing good though. He isn't. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, he wants to come back out again and do it again. So shocker. <laughs> I told him, man, my door is open anytime. That's awesome, dude. That is. That's pretty pretty awesome. Well, we've been going for about an hour and a half. Yep. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, Goose, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. On the social medias net, follow along. I just along. looked at Goose Gutsman. Um, about all I got. On I don't Facebook, really do you do, do Instagram else. at all? What's that? Yeah, you on Instagram? Well, I do just... on Instagram, but I can't even remember my name. That's all. I go on there. <laughs> so Facebook. It, Stick to Facebook. Yeah, I don't even post on there. <laughs> so I just do Facebook because that's a lot of my family, you know, and friends. So. And then you're just on uh, Roger Cormier's show, so they can go find yep. that. Yep, that's on YouTube under uh, Midwest Outdoors. And then and if uh, you keep type in crop, it'll pop up. Follow Ron Shara and I'm figuring yeah, out which. Yeah, we do North Outdoors or Back Roads with Ron and Raven or possibly Minnesota Bomb. Or possibly Minnesota Bomb. <laughs> and he's actually one or all made, in, made for the outdoors too. So, but Right on. Well, congratulations, dude. That's uh, pretty exciting stuff. That's yeah, I know a, lot fun, of, uh, a lot of people that love fishing. With, yeah. That are watching those shows or are dreaming, dreaming to do that exact same thing. Like get a chance It'll to happen. be on these shows, and that'll be awesome. So uh, I could do it. Soak it up, it. enjoy it. Like exactly, it's I'm gonna live the dream. And like I tell my buddy Hayden Zilmer, the Olympic wrestler, he calls me. I always, every time I answer, I go. He goes, Hey Goose, how you doing? I said, Living the dream. Well, I can't think of a better way of wrapping it up than than right there so thanks again i really appreciate it yeah thank you